Hello and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Jeremy Marriott, and on this episode of Talk, we have a up-and-coming Australian actor by the name of Daniel Breeder. Now, Daniel has just finished filming Escape from Spiderhead with Chris Hemsworth, so it's going to be really interesting to talk to him about that project, although uh, he may not be able to say too much, but also the mindset of an actor and what is the future going to be holding for him. So uh, welcome to the show, Daniel. Joe, how you doing, buddy? Good, mate. How are you? I'm really, really good. Um, just for all the the listeners out there, just uh, just give them a quick rundown of of who you are and what you're doing. Yep, I'm Daniel Reader. Um, I am currently an actor. I've been acting for about 14 years now, um, doing a little bit of security and bodyguard work in amongst them to keep the keep the bills paid as well. But um, yeah, primarily right now, the acting is doing quite well. So, so how did you get into that? How did that all start? So that all started I, um, around 14 years ago. I was actually really shy, really withdrawn, and um, you know I was scared of scared of everything, pretty much um, mm-hmm. scared of life. But decided I was going to try and step out of my comfort zone, and I thought the scariest thing I could think of doing was being in front of a video camera. So I, I made myself go and do something. So I applied for a small role in a short film and. Ended up getting that lead role in that short film, and two weeks later, camera in my face, facing my fears, and 14 years later, it's still going and going well. Wow! And what was what was that first short film? That first short film was called No Control by Shilling Entertainment by Luke Warner, and um, yeah, it's quite a good little film. Um, you know, nice little backstory of husband and wife, and then a couple of little twists through it, and it's yeah, quite a good short film, and um, amazing to be a part of that as my first. And ended up being in about his next, I think, six or seven films as well after that. Mm, that's crazy. But you're ex-military as well, aren't you? Yeah, that's right. I was in the Army Reserves for, for a few years in transport in Bendigo. Yeah, yeah. And you did um, some, com- some, some fitness competing? I think I saw some stuff on your, your Facebook. Yep. Yeah, in 2015, I decided to step out on stage and um, do, do a couple of bodybuilding shows. Um, I'm naturally skinny. Uh, six foot five and weighed about 78 kilos and so I was a really skinny bloke when I started getting into the acting and I decided I wanted to well, not be skinny anymore pretty much so started getting into the weightlifting just for me um, along the line there had a couple of hiccups with my hernia and things like that through work so had to stop training again and size fell off and went back to being skinny so decided to yeah once the operations were done, get back into it. And I thought I may as well compete while I can and because I can just to show all the tall, skinny guys out there that it doesn't matter. You might have the hardest frame to build, but it's possible if you yeah. put in the hard work. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, not really uh, um, something like that you would did just for the, the cinema, the, the films. You, didn't, you weren't doing it that yeah, then? Yeah, that's right. No, back then it was more just for me. Um, Little did I know that I really was going to take off as a, as a bigger actor. So now I know I need to keep that size on to, to get the roles that I want. Yeah. Um, being tall, you've either got to be, well, if you ask me, if you're, if you're really tall, six foot five, uh, you can be really skinny and be a comedian, or you can be really big and then you can get the hardcore roles. So that's where I'm at the moment. So a lot of bikey roles. That's right. A lot of bikey roles, bodyguard, yeah, military oh. roles. Um, always the big guy, the big hard hitter guy. So, yeah. 
So what's coming out soon that you're 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 in? Uh, coming out soon. Um, looking forward you can to talk the release about, of Escape from Spiderhead. Um, going to be on Netflix uh, end of this year. Wow! Um, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. I've got to work closely with Chris Hemsworth and Miles Teller. And uh, Chris is great, but Miles Teller to me is always I've always looked up to Miles Teller and the way he acts. He's just he's got a different way of doing it, and he's just so relaxed and calm, and just seemed like a good guy. And and working with him on set, he was just absolutely amazing. And yeah. It was one of, one of the best films I've ever been a part of. Yeah, really interesting and a lot of fun. And what's your what's your role in that film? Uh, so in that film, can't say too much about that at of this course. stage. But um, yeah, I can say there's uh, there's another bloke that looks similar to me as well. Um, we're, we're, we've got decent roles in this film, and we're seeing pretty much three quarters of the film. Oh, that's um, good. Yeah, so Escape from Spiderhead is based on a story that's already been released uh, many years ago. So it's like a Spiderhead facility where they trial pharmaceutical drugs mm. and prisoners can come from other prisons and get time off their sentence if they come and trial these drugs. Oh, um, fuck that. So, yeah. so yeah, it's a little bit different, a little bit cool. I'd, so I'd, I'd, I'd do the full time. I wouldn't be putting my hand up. I'd be like, nah, I'm yeah, good. Definitely. definitely. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. So how long was filming on that? Uh, they filmed for around three and a half months. Mm. Um, started in November. Uh, 2020 and all the way through to finished uh, just on my birthday actually January 20 January 20 this year mm. um, so I got to around about six weeks on set total so it was good, good isn't the good food thing. isn't the food yeah, so good. good oh the food was amazing absolutely yeah. amazing that's what I found yeah not only not only did we have catering but they had food vans on site as well so it was always different there was always plenty of it I was on a, I was on I was at Fox uh, with the boys <laughs> And you know what we're like with food. One of the guys comes over and goes, oh, there's this little tent. It's full of, full of really good stuff. So we went, oh, okay. So we went over there and everyone went in, took all the food. And the girls in there said, yep, come in and help yourselves. It was actually food just for the executive producers. And <laughs> the fucking army boys cleaned it out. There was nothing left. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. we, we were at, the AD said to us, it said something to us the next day, you know. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> So is it enough now that you, you're you not having to work, like as doing security uh, and stuff? or? Yeah, it's been pretty good because straight after, like I had a couple of small roles leading up to that one, and then the good Spiderhead took a big chunk of my time where I just had to book it out completely for Spiderhead. Mm. And, um, and then straight after I finished on there, I had a couple of days on Young Rock, the TV series. So that was good. And, um, yeah, it's it held me up, helped me, kept me going for that time. Um, but... With this sort of stuff, if you now if you now go, okay, I'm doing some big films and things, I'm going to wait for a couple of big jobs to come my way, it'll just die off. You've got to be more proactive now than ever to actually get your next roles and really show that you're out there and self-promote and um, you know talk closely with your agent to make sure they're doing a lot of work as well. Um, but now's the time when you've got to dive in head first and promote yourself as much as possible because between now and the films actually coming out, you might not get another job. And then if people start looking at you after that, they'll see a gap in, in the industry for you and mm. they'll wonder what you've been doing. So, mm. yes, yeah, it's, it's a funny one with that sort of stuff. You do have to keep going and keep fighting for more roles, even though the your name might get bigger later on when that's released. Mm-hmm. But until mm-hmm. then, you've still got to keep landing roles. So, yeah. yeah. And, and, <laughs> it all actually works on the psychology of something called the Mears exposure effect. So... Back in the day before the internet and, and stuff like that, people would only have to see you, I think it was 11 times 
before they recognize you and they, you know, and now I think it's about 20 times. Okay. That's why you yep. get bombarded on Facebook and stuff. And like, you know, when you'll be watching something on Netflix and you'll be like, oh, there's that guy. He was in this show and this show and this show and this show. So you start to send to see the, the, the same people um, over and over again. Yep. So, so yeah. full-time gig now, hey, just... So yeah, you didn't do you didn't do no tra- no training or anything like that no courses no hundred percent untrained um I just threw myself in the deep end and had a crack my way and everyone was saying you know go do these courses you have to do courses mm. you have to pay the money to to learn how to do it mm. um I didn't have the money to do it so I thought well I'm just going to go in and I'm going to get these roles and even though I started acting I started off with lead roles and started off with and after that more roles speaking roles. I still applied for extra roles and everything. So I just had as much time on set as possible so I could watch and learn and see how it all works. And that was my training, just being there and being on set. So, um, and I still love that. I still enjoy the fact that I've got my own way of doing it and I've seen other people's ways and I might take a bit of that and a bit of that and a bit of that, but I've just learned and just doing it my way and it seems to be working for me. So that's that's the advice you'd give any young actors is just start, doing everything you can that's on so is it fame no what is it what's the site called is it like fame street no uh start star now is it star now that advertises all the all the non-aging yeah, work so, yep. so that'd be advice yeah, just star now's great. apply for everything yeah definitely and um i'm still on star now i still use it um i'm still landing roles off star now mm. um there's anything from unpaid student films to high-end jobs and mm. big acting jobs paying up around the 10 grand mark so yeah get on star now and check it out and, and stick to that sort of stuff and i'm still i'll still do free jobs as well yeah. if someone brings a good a good script to me and they show me their work and it's professional and it's great and their script's amazing i'm in 100 percent. if they're going to have me on board I'd, I'd love to be a part of it so mm. obviously the big paid jobs have to take priority but oh of course yeah yeah i, get, I still love doing unpaid jobs and that's where you can get a little bit of extra bits here and there with the different roles. Like I do the tough guy role all the time. Mm. And a couple of nice, nice guy roles will come along and family guy roles. And yeah, you've got, you've got to try and get it all across the board and when they come my way. I lap them up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is, it has been a, 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 an eye opener because I was organizing the extras for this movie that's being filmed over here and it's all volunteer. And some of the attitudes of some people is not the right, one for the industry or as you know in the defense force because we're like you know come over be an extra blah blah i said that people could stay at my house and they're like no i only do paid roles now and i'm like oh okay so you're on imdb you've got a bit neat. oh no i've only done a couple of extra jobs i'm like oh mm. okay that's not the attitude to have if you're trying that's to get right. big in the industry you know because it's, it's yeah, also definitely. all about you know who you know i think like you know, you might be on a movie and, you, and they might, oh, we need a guy for this. And you could be like, oh, I've worked with this guy before in this student film. You know, maybe give him a call. Um, that's really interesting that you did no, no courses because every time I look at the agent pages, they're always like um, training or courses that you've done. So wh- what do you do there? Do you just... Yeah, well, um, so I've been quite lucky with a lot of the jobs I've gotten. Some of the roles I've gotten probably did have a little precursor there saying you must have done some sort of formal training. Mm. Um, but 
I've been lucky enough to skip that sort of stuff a couple of times with a couple of roles I've gotten because of the experience I now have. Um, I think I've got, I'm not sure, on, on IMDb, I think I've got around about 26, 27 credits, something like that. But I've been in probably 120 different productions and just absolutely love it. And the experience I've got, and I've got good show reels, I've got good headshots, and I'm just proving that I can do it. It's as simple yeah. as that. I've yeah. got a different look as well, which really helps. But I'm just proving that I can do it, and I'm 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 landing the roles. Yeah, yeah. Because I've heard that the hardest thing is to get is a good agent. Yes. Um, well, there's a lot out there, um, and there's a lot of really good ones that you don't need to be real high end to be able to land them. Mm. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of different tiers in in the quality that the agents can get you. So. You know, I started off with a couple of smaller ones, but they grew as I grew as well. So yeah. I started off with them. They were mainly an extras agency. Before I knew it, they were taking on big roles and lead roles, like the lead role in the Bunnings film that I landed was through that agency. Mm. And, you know, just they were stepping up and I was stepping up. And, yeah, now there's just so many out there that just deal with real high-quality stuff. So, so you're saying that you have multiple agents to look after you? Yes, I have. Yeah, definitely. Um, when I was, because I moved to Queensland a year and a half ago, but while I was still down in Melbourne, I think at one point I had four or five agents at one time. Mm. Um, there was never really a conflict of interest between these guys because one was primarily just extra roles. Another one was local, so just to the area that I was in. And so the small local stuff that person was getting, they wouldn't conflict with with my bigger agent stuff. Mm, mm, um, so only only once or twice did my two top agents end up putting me forward for the same thing and I had to choose which one I went with uh, for that audition. Um, but I just simply went with the one that put me through for it first and it was talking to me the most. So it wasn't really hard to deal with. But as you get higher up and you start dealing with the bigger agents, um, you then really have to decide what you're doing. A couple of them will say they're exclusive and you cannot have another one. Mm. Um, a couple will say, look, you kind of can, but once you start getting to this level, it will be frowned upon if you get put forward for a massive role by two different agents. The casting director will look at it and just go, well, what's going on here? No, piss them off. Um, next sort of thing. So, yeah, you do have to be careful once you start getting higher up. Yeah. So, so you're not filming for anything at the moment? At the moment, no. Um, had a couple of really nice auditions. Uh, shot them yesterday, actually. Um, I can't talk much about those, but... Uh, <laughs> it's the industry, isn't it? NDAs yeah, everywhere, definitely. NDAs. Definitely, yeah. And once once they're released, you can, you can go to town and you oh, can yeah. even show photos from behind the scenes and all sorts of fun stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, until then, you can't say as much. But, yeah, a couple of good auditions yesterday. One's for a uh, TV series and one's for a massive feature film so both very exciting both completely different roles one role i've done similar to but not quite at that level another role just quirky and outrageous like i've never done before but it was really fun doing the audition so you never know what's going to happen so you were you involved in the danger close film in that they filmed no it wasn't no no i I moved to queensland um not long after that all finished up Mm. Um, but obviously got in with all the extra specialist group. Um, yeah, not long after that was released. Uh, so I've been working with those guys since, but no, not quite. Didn't quite get into that one. Yeah, yeah, that's a yeah. Uh, I know Sean. I was in. Uh, I was in the army with Sean. He was um, 
It was three troop. I was four troop. We were engineers. Um, but then yep. went to the dark side and became an army officer. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you not to trust him. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so how'd you get involved with those boys? They just reached out or? Yes, well, in Melbourne, um, I was just exploring different avenues and um, I was doing, I was working emergency response in detention centres, one of the tactical response units there. And I was doing that sort of work and, and I stumbled across the TAFTA crew down there. It's one of the acting schools. Mm. and um, they were talking to me about what I do and things like that. And they said, well, you know, all this tactical stuff and all the years of experience acting, you combine the two, you're doing well on screen. How about you come in here and teach a course? So, so I did. So I didn't even know what I was doing. I was just teaching how to walk and talk military and police and how to do basic rolls and falls and weapons handling techniques and things like that. And so I put this course together and we ran it and it went really well. Uh, then moved to Queensland and once I'd moved to Queensland, um, I was already friends with Sean on, on Facebook because I'd applied to be an extra with Extra Specialist mm. and um, landed an audition through those guys once for uh, Home and Away as a bodyguard. And um, then, yeah, once I moved to Queensland, Sean messaged me and he goes, hey, you moved to Queensland? Yeah. He goes, oh, we've got to have a chat because we're starting a course up here, exactly what you were doing, doing down there, but bigger. Mm. So that's mm. where all that started. And I was then I was in with Screen Queensland Studios and Extra Specialist. Good. So that's where most of your films you get. You don't travel much. You don't travel down to Sydney and stuff like that. You're doing mostly filming. In yeah, Queensland. well, I'll go anywhere and everywhere. Um, and I've been getting put forward for Sydney and Melbourne and all sorts of things. But since I've been in Queensland, I've just been landing jobs in Queensland, mm. um, especially during COVID, when pretty much the whole world shut down for a little while. There, Queensland was the safest place in the entire world to film. So it was the only place anything was really happening for a while. Yeah. Um, and luckily enough, I'd just moved here. So right place. Well, that's right. Like, uh, yeah, it was the only good studio uh, because WA is now building a studio in Fremantle, like big as Warner Brothers. Um, yep. For the sole reason, you know, because everyone's coming here. But uh, weren't they filming the Baz Luhrmann Elvis uh, movie up there somewhere? Is that still yeah, going? Right. Or is that finished? Yeah, uh, yeah, not sure if it's finished now or not. I did hear people still talking about it recently. It might have finished now, but if not, it will probably be close to finishing up. Yeah, because um, Tom, Tom Hanks came for that, didn't he? And he got COVID and yeah. had to... Yeah, that's right. And they had to put it all on hold and and um, a lot of them went home for a while and then they then they kicked off again. Um, yeah, helped out with a couple of bits and pieces, just behind the scenes work with extra specialists on set of that one. Mm -hmm. um, I know a few people have got involved on screen and yeah, it'll be good to see them. Yeah, everyone knows everyone, you know, I guess in, yeah. it's Australia, man. Like you can meet yep. three people you're going to know, have a mutual friend, that's for sure, you know. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So you're all settled now in Queensland. You've been there now for quite a while. Yeah, what's about a, a year and a half now. What's the normal day-to-day -day for you? Uh, for me currently, because um, I'm, I'm doing a bit of my own production as well, so I shoot uh, little commercials here and there and, and some short films too. So um, at the moment, uh, luckily enough to have a bit of extra time for like, I'll get up and just a bit of an eating regime and then hit the gym. Um, so recently got back into the gym again, putting the size back on. And um, I know there's a couple of big guy roles coming up. So it's time to really, really get my size back and see how big I can get really. And then um, 
then I can come home and continue to eat and relax into my day and start editing some commercials and yeah, a bit of work, a bit of scene work, a bit of, you know, going over scripts and things because obviously some of these auditions that are coming through now are three, four pages long just for the audition. So you've got to hone in on that and not only learn the lines, but you've got to be able to do it as though you're on set pretty much and um, yeah, really deliver it well to be in the mix. So that's pretty much my day-to-day currently. Yeah, it's been good. Every now and then might get the get the boat out if the weather's nice or uh, go, go for a bit of a surf, but um, no, mostly just training and, and editing at the moment. And do you find that your training is like your self-care regime? Like that's that, – because yeah. I do a lot of meditation and yoga in the mornings and stuff like that. That's mine. Um, but I know a lot of guys that just use the gym, do you, you find that's what you're using or – yeah, definitely, definitely. And I had a few years off um, after competing in 2015. Uh, a couple of found out there's a couple of medical issues in the family, and parts of my body just started shutting down. So um, the kidneys started playing up, and found out I got Marfan syndrome, so the heart's been playing up a bit. And so I ended up having about four or so years off the gym. So I went from being, you know, fairly lean, 125 kilos to uh you know drop down to about 112 kilos with a bit of body fat so i lost yeah good amount of solid muscle and um over that time um and that yeah not good for the mind especially when when you put on put so much work and you know, 11 12 years in in the gym every day um yeah it really hurts but getting back into the gym has just been absolutely amazing and just getting back into it slowly and concentrating on the diet and muscle memory is great so straight away you can see the size start coming back on again and mm. from 112 kilos back up to 124 kilos in um you know the past three months jesus so God. the size coming back on nicely and a bit of a bulk but not too much and it's just been good and yeah mentally amazing just being able to get back in the gym and push myself and but yeah a few limits now compared to back in the day but um <laughs> just hit 40 i know it's not old but there's a couple of issues going on as well. It's just, yeah, can't push as hard as I used to, but um, playing it smart, you don't have to lift as heavy or push as hard as you used to anyway. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. right. Uh, I'm, I just turned 40. Oh, fuck me. What am I now? 41. 41. So yeah. I hear you about the body uh, shutting down. I've actually just started training with the PT three times a week, just doing bodybuilding stuff. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. I should have been doing this when I was younger because now it fucking doubly hurts. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's right. She does legs with me on Friday and my legs are still sore on Monday when we're doing something else, you know? Yeah. Do you find that, that like, so you're obviously your body's already for big guy roles. Do you find that it would be easier? Because I see the actors, how they do massive changes like McCath- um, McConaughey for um, Dallas Buyers Club. Stuff yeah. like stuff like that, you know, um, where they absolutely change how they look. Do you find that that's stuff that you'd be open to later on, depending on roles? Because now I'm guessing they don't. You don't have much time to do that, you know. So you've got yeah, to stay that's that. Right. You know. Yeah, and it also depends on the role. Like if it's a really big role, massive film, massive role, they give you the time to do that. Mm. Uh, so that's great. But if I'm just getting sort of a you know supporting role in a smaller smaller film, might only have a couple of months to change sort of thing mm. um but no i have done that in the past as well and one of them they want to meet they want to meet for this lead role of a, of a film and they wanted me to lose a bit of size and they wanted me to be you know not go back to skinny but 
not as big as I was. And I was already losing size through not training anyway. So mm-hmm. I just had to do a little bit of cardio and, and just drop my carbs and diet pretty hard and do the sauna and do some swimming and stuff. And, you know, before I know it, you know, I looked like a boxer for that, for that role. So yeah. a little bit of a gut to, to being just ripped in about, I mean, it was, I think I only had a month and a half to do it. So Holy shit. I had to hunt it down pretty hard, but but yeah, I think that all that sort of stuff's amazing. And and because I have competed, I went from 124 kilos. I don't know my body fat, what it was at the time, but I got down to four and a half percent body fat for stage. And I was 100 kilos on stage at four and a half percent. So being able to do that sort of stuff for competition, I know that I can do that same sort of stuff for film. Um, just hope I don't have to go as hardcore as that. Fuck. But, uh, Fuck. But, uh, so, but that Matthew McConaughey, as you said, for Dallas Buyers Club, I just watched it the other day. I'm blown away. Yeah, I, was, I watched it two days ago. And I was like, man, what was he eating? And then I started looking at what he was eating. It was like, uh, just like some grapes and that every day. And you're like, how did you, yeah. how did you have the energy? Because the acting was so well, so good. You're yeah. like, man, he must have been so tired doing. Yeah, that, he would know? have been. That's next level. Because even leading up to my competitions, I was like, still leading up and especially peak week, the, the week of the show, that's what they call peak week. And you've got nothing left. That's mm. like I had, had to take a week off work knowing I wasn't going to have any energy. And, mm. you know, you get up, you go and make yourself a coffee, cook some egg whites and you're out of energy already. So you're yeah. done for the day. <laughs> so, and then you've still got to train and, and you've got to train twice a day still. You've got to do your cardio, you've got to do your weight session oh, and, yeah. and hone in for the show. So that sucks. Um, that's yeah, like- you've got nothing left. I've, I've given, like, I've talked to the PT and said, yeah, I want to, because I'm at about 28% body fat and I want to drop down to about 17, which was what I was when I joined the army. And yeah. she said, well, we can, we can fucking do that in three months. And I said, there's no fucking way we're going to do that in three months. How about a year? She's like, well, okay, yeah, do it over a year. And I was like, thank you. But so, yeah, some of the transformations are amazing. You, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. And it blows me away that the, the, the dedication to the roles, but then, you know, it's their, you know, it's their full-time job. You know, I always look at people in the gym that are ripped and my mates go, oh, look at them, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, that's their job. You know, mm. that's what they yeah. get paid to do. Same as, same as actors, you know, and they get paid to, to look a certain way or, or, yep. you know, be a certain way. So exactly. best, best decision you ever made, do you think? Oh, hundred percent. I, you know, I didn't realize that I was going to keep going with it either. It just, yeah, I started the acting and wasn't as shy. It started working. I started easing off the acting and I thought roles were just going to come to me, but they just started disappearing. And I really, that was the point I realised you've still got to put in all the hard work to, to get the roles to come. And they t- it took off again, but I still wasn't exactly sure if I wanted to just mm. be an actor, really. Like I was enjoying it. And I thought, I think it was more of a self-doubt thing. I just didn't think I could be a full-time actor, but indeed I had what it took. So... I was sort of half-assing it, pretty much. Yeah, there is um, some good. Then- psych- there is some good psychology, you know. Uh, uh, there's mm. like people have like uh, fear of failure, which is yeah. fear of success. Um, they have because uh, I've been reading a lot of books on it. They have um, fear of failure. They have a fear of what other people think, even people they don't know. Like most yep. army guys are pretty good because we don't really give a fuck about what everyone else thinks. But yep. there are some <laughs> issues with that, and. Um, uh, fear of success, fear of what other people uh, think, and uh, imposter syndrome. So people mm-hmm. have a fear that people are going to find out that they're not 
not good. You know, it's, it's funny how that kind of stuff holds you back. Obviously you've got over it, which is amazing. Um, yeah. I, I, no, to a point. <laughs> I, I think in the next five years, it's going to be hard to get you on a podcast. I'd say, I think you'll, <laughs> you'll be pretty booked out. You know? Well, fingers crossed for that, but it still makes time for it. Oh yeah. <laughs> but what's, what's it been, what was it like working with, um, the guys on Spiderhead, was there a lot of um, a, a lot of stuff that needed to be done? Like, because there's some big stars in the in the production, um, are, the, are the filming scenes you have to do like eight takes for one scene and stuff like that? Or yeah, it was pretty good. Um, so it was for me. It was yeah, just an amazing time. The whole time was just amazing. Um, this is the biggest thing I've been a part of so far. Um, so it was a little bit for me to get used to as well. Um, you know, my driver would pick me up from the hotel and, and take me to set and I had my own trailer and mm. I've had that a couple of times, but not to this extent where, you know, your food comes to you and people hold umbrellas for you and, and you've got to stand in. So when it comes to this sort of level, um, you know, we might be rehearsing and stuff and trialling some things or changing things up, but all in all, while the cameras are getting set up and things, we've got our own stand-ins that are exactly, pretty much exactly our height and size. They're standing on our spot, so they're setting up all the camera angles, and then they call us in from our trailer, and then we stand there, we act, and then we're out of there again. Our stand-ins really? are back from the next camera change. So it was quite interesting like that. I actually, I actually prefer to be there to see the cameras moving around and talk mm. to people and learn bits and pieces, and so it was weird for me to be removed from the situation and hiding away in the trailer while everyone else was out there working. It was, yeah. it was different. But, um, yeah, it makes it less tiring anyway. You could be there for a 15-hour day, but you might only be on set literally acting for, like, three or four of those hours. That's Crazy. it. The rest of the time you're in your trailer running lines or, or watching TV, just chilling out. Wow. And that was at Fox, yeah? <laughs> This one, uh, the, the, this was shot in on the Gold Coast um, GC. at the uh, convention centre. Mm. Yeah. And we had some shots um, on location as well. Um, yeah, as they've, they've released a little snippet so far of Spiderhead um, for Netflix and they just released a little speedboat scene. Um, that's all they've released so far. Um, looking forward to seeing a trailer or something coming out soon. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, but no, it was just great. It was great working with them. Um, these guys so professional they know exactly what they're doing um you know they run their lines and you know, they'll get it in a one or two takes no worries at all but then uh, joseph kaczynski the director he might go okay um just had an idea how, how about we also try it like this and and drop this word and add this word oh, let's try that see what see what happens there so we might get another couple of takes out of it like that and then they go yeah that was great and then off we go again they will move the camera around and then we'll do it again later so yeah, what happened so quickly uh, as well. I found doing a couple uh, of films that the the dialogue that I've had I've been reading, and I said I've said to the the the, the writer, look, can I just say this how I think it would be said? And uh, nine times out of ten, they end up doing it that way. Um, yeah, because it's more natural. Some of the stuff they write it sounds really robotic kind of language. Um, have yeah. you found as you've progressed through the through the ranks that that you have to stick to exactly what's been written because there's more time spent on the script? Or... Yeah, as, as they start getting higher up, yeah, I have noticed they do want you to stick a bit more to it, but also they're not dead against any changes and they'll, they'll listen to you as well. 
And like if you say, oh, look, um, I don't feel like my character would say it like this. They'd go, well, what do you think? Oh, I'd change it up like this. And as long as it doesn't change the storyline, they'll generally listen to you and just go, okay, have a crack like that and just do it our way first. And then let's do it a couple of your way and see how we go. So, yeah, yeah but down the lower end, yeah, it's amazing when you can work with people like that as well, like whether they're student films or bigger budget films that are a little bit smaller than Hollywood, then it is amazing when they do listen to you and you say, look, my character wouldn't say it like that. Yeah, well, change it up. Do it your way. Let's go. Yeah. Once done, change the story. It's going to be good. So, yeah, it is really good. And being able to have that input as well and people actually listening to you and working with you just, you know, it makes the game so much better. Mm. It really does. Mm. So what's your... What if there's anyone you could work with, Australian actors, of course, uh, who would you be looking to work with over the next few years? Um, well, I guess I, I'd, I'd have to say uh, Chris Hemsworth again. Um, <laughs> but he was absolutely amazing, great to work with, great actor. Um, when he was doing the, he was doing American accent in, in the scenes, and he was a spot on. It was great. Um, the amount of work he puts into what he does is awesome. And the main reason I say him. It's because I think we're all hearing that there's a possibility of extraction too coming out. So, um, you know, fingers crossed my agent can get me an audition or two for extraction too. You never know. That would be that would be absolutely amazing because I hear that shooting in Australia. Um, and, yeah, yeah, that would be the next one to be on, I reckon. Because you must be about the same size as him, eh? Yeah, um, yeah, a little bit taller. Um so he's what six foot three, I think, or six three and a half. I'm six five. Um, yeah, a couple of his body parts might be a little bit bigger than mine, but no, no, we're we're pretty close. You must um, be the only person to look down on him. He's a frigging monster. Yeah, he, he's he's pretty big. But even uh, even Miles Teller, it was surprising. Uh, Miles Teller's six foot three as well. Yeah. So it was um, and half the reason I got that role is because I needed to tower over him. So yeah. Would have been a little bit bigger than him worked out well. This is when I feel sorry for myself. You know, being <laughs> five foot ten. If I was on set with you guys, I'd have a sore neck by the end of the <laughs> end of the scene. <laughs> wow. So extraction two, eh? Yeah, look, I um I watched the behind the scenes with that and I didn't realise that the director of that is actually uh plays a role in the movie as the sniper. And okay. and the director yep. was also uh, Chris Evans stuntman for yep. like most of the Marvel films. Uh, that's really good though, that someone's progressed from stunts now to like a director of yeah, that's cool. biggest viewed. It is one of the biggest viewed Netflix films, isn't it? I think, I think it did hit some records yeah. on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. It took off real well. Like it, yeah. Broke all the records. Yeah. Mm. So, so, but with stunts, is that something you're doing or you got someone to do yours or so when i started acting i started doing my own stunts and things but when we talk about stunts it's basic falls and maybe yeah. punch through a table or thrown through a wall things like that um in the industry obviously there's big limits to what you can do without the full training and mm. being fully signed off um you know you've got to do all the courses and you've got to work with stunt coordinators and have all the paperwork signed off and you've got to prove that you can do the high falls not just do a you know week long course and then do it twice and get signed off. It's there's a lot of work that goes into it, which um, makes you really respect their their art mm. that they do because not only are they actors and they can act just as just as good as me, they can do all the stunts as well. 
So yeah. yeah, it's next level that sort of stuff. And I and I was considering going into that side of things, but you know, uh, when when I get to the size that I want to get to, I'll be a fairly lean about 125 kilos and just hit 40 years of age. I really don't think I should be falling off buildings at that <laughs> size and weight and age. I'll just start yeah, that's right. Jackie Chan <laughs> is a little bit smaller, so <laughs> he's a, little bit smaller, a bit more yeah, flexible yeah. so he can do those things. <laughs> well, I was, just so, speaking, yeah. I was just speaking to Alan Mack last night, actually, about the stunt stuff because I'm going to try and get him on the show. Um, about yep. the, I didn't realise there was levels of grading that you've got yeah. to go through to get like a, like, I guess, like a martial arts system um, yeah. to get on, on stuff. I thought it was like, oh, you just do the stunt course and then. Yeah, lots of different levels and you've got to be graded properly through the professionals and there's only certain people that can grade you in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and people like Alan are just killing it at the moment. Just He's in there every day. Just he'll, he'll just do all his stunts just over and over again. He'll film himself doing it. He'll have some fun. He'll stuff up here and there, but he'll nail it the rest of the time. And mm. he's just in there pretty much every day, just honing his craft. And it's and it's amazing to see. He's just really nailing it. And he's going to do really well, I think. I think he's going to be one one to watch when he's going through with uh, Luke Gillum there. And they're going to be the crew to watch. And they're yeah. going to be on big stuff. It's going to be amazing. I think they'll be end up being like the main stunt guys in Australia. You know, for, yep. for the big productions, uh, just military guys, man. You know, like when I was on that set, we just sit down and we just wait and we just do what we're told and that. Whereas the non-military extras were just not listening to directions, and it was just they didn't last long <laughs> on the set. You know, yeah, that's right. As you know, we have that skill where we can just wait around for no reason for hours on end. You know, that's it. Exactly right. <laughs> you're there for a reason you know there's going to be a reason you might not know the reason but you'll work it out eventually yeah, and you just and sit down you shut up you hurry up and wait until you're told what to do that's right not that's hard. right you know and <laughs> and the films the student films and that i've been on here the same they're like wow you're so good to work with you just sit down and i'm like yep that's what we do yep that's right so this this year you've got nothing else signed in you're not signed up for anything else yet at the moment yeah there's a there's a short film coming up Soon enough. Um, I think we shoot that in we're shooting that April, May, something like that. Uh, I forget the dates, it's in the calendar there somewhere. Um, it's called the Cleanup Crew. So these guys, the 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 guys that are shooting this one, um, small smaller company, but um have produced a couple of really good short films so far. Mm-hmm. And uh, they saw me in um I think they spotted me in The Faceless Man, a feature film we shot in Melbourne. And um, where I played Barry, the hard-ass dude, and they they saw that. I believe they saw that role of mine, and they said, "Yeah, we need this guy." So there's a film coming up called The Cleanup Crew, based on a crew that go in and clean up after, you know, clean up the crime scenes, things like that. So yeah. Yeah, it's a horror film. So it's yeah, that's about all I can say about that one. That's all you can say. That's right. It's going to be a short film to watch out for. Anyway, it's going to be. Uh, quite next level uh, amazing brutal um yeah it's gonna be good so what's coming what's coming out next that people can go and see is it going to be spiderheads coming out first or cleanup crew um yeah i believe it'll be spiderhead um we're shooting cleanup crew soon that'll probably come out maybe january but mm-hmm. yeah i believe they've said that spiderhead will be this year on netflix so that'll be oh. uh that'll be the next one coming up well we'll look forward to that well thanks for coming on the show today dan i know you're busy you're probably gonna have to go work out eat four chicken breasts or whatever the guys have to do now that's so it, um that's it. 
yeah, we'll look forward to that and we'll touch base with you, see what you're up to in the future. Awesome, man. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers.